This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Today, my beautiful people, we are about to meet Diane, and Diane is the most perfect student of what I recommend, I think, that I've ever had on the show. She's going to tell you in just a moment um, a, a sort of short snapshot of what she's been able to do in the last couple of years. And what we're going to talk about in this episode is how she has followed the exact path from diagnosis to where she is today and all of the correct things that she's done. I don't know if we'll find too many things that she's done wrong. So this is an ideal episode if you are looking at the ideal way to do things, especially if you're newly diagnosed. And you'll definitely learn stuff as well, uh, even if you've had RA or inflammatory arthritis uh, for a very long time. So, Diane, thank you for joining us all the way from Perth. How are you? Oh, I'm fabulous. And it's so great to be here. Thanks, Clint. So, Diane, tell us, uh, give us that snapshot of the before and after situation for you. Okay, so I was diagnosed in October 2018, finally, after many, you know, considerations about what was wrong with me, but finally diagnosed in October 2018 with rheumatoid arthritis and obviously just went off to my rheumatologist. I did what I was told and went to the rheumatologist and she said, right, you have it. So this is the plan for you. And she started me, you know, on the methotrexate, et cetera. And so I did that. And three months later, uh, Christmas time, I was looking for diet and RA and found the Patterson program. So I'd been on the methotrexate for three months, started the program on the 1st of January, 19, uh, 19 1st of January. And then 20 months later, I'm fully off methotrexate we're now three months where I've been I've had no methotrexate no drugs and uh totally symptom free and no inflammation whatsoever in my body Mm. well congratulations for a result that most medical professionals would agree would be impossible they do not see this and I'd be curious to find out what your rheumatologist has said about your results if you've been back to see her in the past little while? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was supportive of me reducing the methotrexate because I was slowly reducing over a period of time. But when I got down to 10 milligrams, which was half, so we started on uh, 20, that she was starting to get a bit concerned. And I said, I'm checking my bloods, you're checking my bloods, and if there's any symptoms, I'm not going to be silly about this. I will do, you know, take your guidance. Um, But all was good. And then I reduced down to five milligrams and then I visited her because at that stage my appointments were quite, uh, quite a few months apart. And she said to me, there's absolutely no point in you taking five milligrams. That's just placebo. 
So she said, just stop it. If you don't want to do it, just stop it. I was quite nervous, but I thought, okay, I'll stop it. And nothing happened. So I was all good. So here we are three months down the track. And she said, don't come back and see me just to tell me you're doing well. If you're doing well, that's wonderful and good on you. If you enjoy eating this way, good on you. But don't come and see me unless you need me. Yeah, it's funny that they put that slant of strangeness onto the diet. Like if you enjoy eating this way, almost as if like if you're crazy enough to do that, then even though (laughs) the way in which you're eating is the most compatible to the human digestive system. Yeah, yeah. Although she is vegetarian. She was vegetarian. So she's probably a little more open, but exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, good, good. No, I love it. Well, okay. So fantastic. So you haven't had, you know, I always look for someone once, once in, what is this? Eight years I've been doing this. I'm just waiting for someone to say, and you know what my rheumatologist said? I'm going to organize a meeting now. And what we're going to do is we're going to get all of my patients together in a, in a, in a huge theater, right? COVID safe. We'll set everyone aside by every second seat. And what I want to do is bring you in And I want you to give a presentation to every patient I've ever had and show them what you're doing. And then I want you to bring that printout called the guide for rheumatologists that Clint has had on his website for years, where it shows all the science that supports what you're doing. So it's not a fluke. It matches the science. And I want you to tell them all, and then let's convince everyone to do this and see if everyone can feel tremendously better. I know. I agree with you because when I left her her rooms, uh, you see the patients sitting there and I want to look at them and say, hey, there is another way. <laughs> but, yeah, you don't. I just left. Now, something that has enabled you to get these kind of results is your, your professional skill set as well. You are a leadership coach. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have the mindset absolutely nailed, both intuitively and also from a educational viewpoint you teach this you explained to me prior to our recording here that you know this is your profession so in a moment i want us to go through the mindset that you you applied to yourself on this and why you feel that that was crucial to your outcome and where you've gotten today and maybe even give us some tips as to what other people could do if uh, if they're struggling with the mind game. So can we talk about that for a little bit? Okay. All right. My life's lessons so far has taught have taught me that if you apply yourself, if you have the vision in mind, the end goal, and don't lose sight of the end goal, that even if you waver a little bit, that you're still heading in the right direction. I know that that works. I've proven it to myself before, and I've seen it with my clients as well, is not to lose sight of what you're there for and what you're trying to achieve. So for me, it gave me a sense of uh, a feeling of control over my own destiny. And, yes, you need the support, you need the doctors, and, you know, I had obviously you in the program there to support. But I just 
followed that. So when you said do that first 12 days and then slowly introduce your your foods, et cetera, I, I just feel that if you follow it and as much as at times you're hungry or you don't like the food or whatever, you're in no time that 12 days is over and then in no time three months is over and in no time six months is over. It's like I'm on a mission and I just know it's going to take time. It's not a quick process. Getting RA didn't happen overnight, so my healing wasn't going to happen overnight. And to just be kind to myself on that journey but never lose sight of what I'm trying to achieve here and how exhilarating it would be to be sitting there in front of Clint having this interview when I'm healed, I visualise that and here it is, you know, just under two years later, I'm here. So it does happen and mine wasn't a quick journey. You see people that you've interviewed before that do it in one year or even less. Mine wasn't quick, but I never gave up, gave up, right? I did what I knew intuitively was right after, you know, I got off the 12 days and slowly introduced all my foods. So I guess that's a, that's a message in itself is don't lose sight of the end goal. We all have two voices in our head, one that says, oh, this is too hard. What are you thinking you know you deserve I don't know the big thing you deserve to be able to go out and have a drink you deserve to go out and have that chocolate cake you deserve it it's your birthday you deserve it it's Christmas or you know what about my friends I feel ostracized for my friends that voice that says but now you're different you know that voice that's saying all the reasons why it's difficult to stick with this program or the other voice that says you can do this other people have done it. You can achieve it as well. Be, be kind to yourself. Support yourself. And that, that voice that backs you and says, you, you've got it in you. You've got it. You can do it. And if you can't have that chocolate cake, then go and find something that's suitable for you that you do love that you can eat instead. So the voice that's saying, what options? You have choices. You don't have to give it all up. You have choices. Find those choices that are going to support you and serve you and get you to your end goal. Because the person you become when you get there is a bigger, better, more inspiring person. Not just that you need to inspire anybody else. You're more inspired by yourself because of your own behaviours. So it's who you become on that journey is, is the end goal really. Yeah, I'm just making a couple of notes, hence my uh, slowness to respond here. Um, I love it. Um, it just so relates to the same kind of mindset and same kind of thought patterns that I, you know, have always held as well. You know, I would visualize the feeling of my of the wind in my face, imagining myself running again. Yeah. You know, I would picture you know, being at a hospital, being able to, to have children, you yes, know, because I was, it was very much my sort of like <laughs> maximum fertility years when I was on methotrexate and, you know, newly engaged. And it was all on our mind is, are we ever going to be able to have kids? You know, yeah. because in Australia, yeah. as, as, a, as you may have become aware that if you want to get onto a biologic drug, which was the next direction for me, 
you have to actually keep the methotrexate in the mix. You can't, you, yeah, because it's subsidized by the government and so they won't take you up because, uh, you know, the studies indicate that the biologic drugs tend to work better with the disease-modifying drug. And anyway, point is I was visualizing outcomes that at the time were really, really ambitious, you know, but picturing them. And as you said, you said, don't lose sight of the end goal. And so picturing and visualizing clearly is something that, that, that you were using a lot and me too. The voices in the head, I love that strategy as well. You know, we all have this inner dialogue. Sometimes it's like a monkey monkey mind, isn't it, that just goes oh everywhere. And in one moment we feel like we're crushing it and the next we feel deflated because we bump our finger on the door and it's still inflamed and we're like, oh, I'm losing, this sucks, I can't do it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and then the new you and the better you, you know, I've, I always like thinking about how when we, when we achieve something against rheumatoid, you know, we really have overcome one of the greatest foes that we will ever face. And if we can achieve a good significant outcome, whatever that means for each individual, but if it's something over and above what the average person is expected to achieve with this disease, we can feel so happy about who we are as a person against all odds. And that empowers us to not be so concerned about something else in life that other people are upset about. Everything's yeah. relative, right? Someone worries yeah. because their kid came second in the sports carnival. I mean, get a grip, get a grip, right? Someone yeah, else has just exactly. managed to, you know, swim another lap at the pool, even though they've got, you know, pains in their body. I mean, that, that is awesome, you know. Yeah. That is awesome. I, I really felt, uh, you know, I was devastated when I got the diagnosis because I'd studied about rheumatoid previously. I had a client way back when um, in a different industry that had rheumatoid really badly. So I knew how devastating some of the symptoms, the effects of it were. So when I was diagnosed, I was really, as I'm sure anyone who gets the diagnosis, I was, I was flawed. But it gave me a sense of control rather than just being the, the um, at the whim of and doing as the doctors. Obviously, they're there, they're professionals, and they give you the guidance. But it was I was just doing what they told me, whereas when I started this diet for myself, it gave me some sense of control that I can, I have a bit of control over this too. And inevitably I had full control over it and have done. So that's what I found was wonderful that, mm. you know, they, they say there's no cure for rheumatoid, but, you know, I have no symptoms. You have no symptoms. So this diet to me is my cure. It's just such a wonderful sense of being in control of my own life and my own body. Complete confidence and control is the end game. That is what we're aiming for. And uh, we're not aiming for the phrase of remission, even though that's the clinical uh, goal. And the reason we're not aiming for that is because you can achieve remission on a biologic drug. By de yes. the, the definition medically of remission is you're not showing any symptoms and your blood tests are normal. But if you can achieve that on a biologic drug, for our audience, 
a lot of them that's really not the ultimate goal because they may not feel comfortable um, with some of the side effects of the drugs or, you know, they may just want a little bit, you know, uh, they might want to try and reduce the drug or I don't know. But the ultimate goal is complete confidence and control so that what we're doing produces predictable outcomes. Mm. And when I was first diagnosed, there was nothing predictable about it except that I was getting worse in an extremely fast manner. And that obviously was just terrifying. So, yeah, the control thing, that's why we do a two-day cleanse at the start of the program. It's not because two days of cleanse actually really therapeutically does much at all. You don't really heal leaky gut in two days of fasting. You don't really eliminate waste and toxins and create a way better environment in your digestive tract from two days of cleansing. The main thing is, guys, do this and watch what happens. And when you feel better after two days, now you trust me. Now you see what I'm going on about. And hopefully you also have a euphoric epiphany. Wow, I have some control over this. And then we say, okay, now, 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 let's also be realistic. We can't fast forever but you've got a taste of what it feels like to influence your condition dietarily. Yes. And that's amazing. Yes, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, that's why it's there. It's also there as a, as a, uh, a differentiator between the majority who do get rid of symptoms within the two day period and those who don't. Um, And we go into that a lot more in the program as to what to do if you don't, but we're digressing mm-hmm. if we go in any further into that. Bottom line is control feels so empowering and just it lifts you right up. Mm. We are going to, um, I want to talk about a couple of th- th- three things that I've got on my agenda next to talk about. First of all, I want to talk about how you're going to come on and give us some strategies and speak to our rheumatoid support group soon as a guest. And we've got to work out the details of that, whether or not you'll create a little course for us or you'll do be one of our, our guests and come on and do a one-hour session for our group. But definitely you'll be in rheumatoid support soon, helping us out early in the new year, 2021. Um, that's one. Number two, I'm going to list all of the perfect things that you did to get to where you are now. Uh, and number three, I want to talk about swimming. We're going to talk about the way that you exercise, Bikram yoga and so forth. So I might save all of the wonderful summary of how you did this perfectly after we hear about your exercise and so forth. Tell, to walk us through your, the parallel efforts you made on the exercise front whilst you were also doing the diet. Sure. I love exercise, so I'd always exercised throughout my life, and that was really one of the indicators that there were some problems because I kept getting inflammation easily. I was injuring myself easily and uh, and I kept going to the doctors saying, you know, what's happening? And they'd say, oh, well, you're getting older, you know, all the rest of it, you've got to expect this. But for someone who had kept fit quite, you know, most of their life, it was quite frustrating and I was adjusting my exercise along the way. So I had been doing normal yoga. But then when you you would be into Bikram, which I had tried a couple of times and just, just about passed out, 
before I had rheumatoid. Um, but then I thought, okay, I've got to give this a go. So off I went. And it made sense to me, the heat and, and to be able to really get your, you know, that that uh, blood rushing through the, the small joints in your body it really made sense. So I joined up at the local gym, uh, the local Bikram Yoga. And, yeah, I did it as much as I could, which would be at least three times a week, if not four times a week. Doing it every day was just a bit too much for me. And I was walking at the same time. So on those days that I wasn't doing Bikram, I was walking. That's pretty well it there for a while. And then I I think it was summer here and I wanted to be outdoors more. And I changed my exercise around a bit. And my husband said to me, you know, get back in the pool. Actually, a lot of people have been saying that too. It's a great exercise to do as you get as you get older, because you know there's no pressure on any of your joints. But I'd had bursitis in both shoulders from the gym, so you know I thought, oh, can I swim? You know, I used to swim at high school, but eventually I got in the pool, and I only did say six laps to start. And because I didn't want to push myself. And then I did that for a week. Then I did eight. Then I did 10. Then I did 14. And now I'm doing 20 Ks, uh, 20, 20 laps, which is a K, a K in the pool, a kilometer. And I can do that easily now. And I have no, my shoulders are great. My body's good. I just feel wonderful. But I, I've gone right through winter as well when it's freezing cold but the the pool that I go to is a little bit heated you feel so alive when you get out of that pool I just it's just one of the best exercises and I wish I'd got back into it sooner <laughs> so that's my main exercise these days I still do some yoga actually I started doing some Bikram just at home I occasionally go down to the local Bikram and do that because I just love it um, I do some normal yoga and uh, I swim and I do some walking as well. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I've made a ton of notes here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just love listening to you do all the things that I always say, do this, do this, do this. And you're just yeah. like a checklist of all the things to do. Yeah. Um, I think on that, Clint, though, there's something that you do when you wake up in the morning and, and I realized this is I say to myself, what exercise do I feel like doing today? Whereas I've talked to people who don't exercise and they would say, I don't feel like exercising today. So that's the two voices in your head. One, I'm saying, what do I feel like? I may not feel like doing a, a swimming a K in the pool, but I might feel like a nice walk along the beach. You know, so that's my question to myself. What is it I feel like doing today? And then I go and do that. Wow, Diane, that's just so good to hear all those awesome things that you're doing with your exercise there. Uh, let me just now, from the notes that I've taken from chatting with you today, um, repeat back the perfect scorecard that you've gotten and why, and why I believe each of these things have contributed to the total result that that you now have which is a c-reactive protein of less than one off all medications and no symptoms and why i think that you've done 
so many things well. And let me let me list these things. First of all, when you were diagnosed, you went straight on to drugs. So a mistake that I made was waiting over a year before I started a disease-modifying drug. In my first meeting with my rheumatologist, he said, you've got very aggressive arthritis and it's already spreading quickly. And I recommend methotrexate. If I could wind back the clock, I should have went on to the methotrexate. You did tick the box. Tick number one. Okay, well done. Okay, tick number two is that it was a non-counterproductive drug. It wasn't prednisone. You didn't go on painkillers to see if you could tie this over for a period of time. You didn't take antibiotics in parallel with the methotrexate like I did. Your drug was non-counterproductive to the natural efforts that you then went and, and uh, started very soon afterwards. So, that, so that's a big tick. Drug choice was the correct or a good one. Number three was that you did the Patterson program in parallel. So you immediately got the second barrel of the double-barreled shotgun and you started firing that as well. So you were doing the two most effective, most powerful ways to reduce inflammation at the same time, the sensible drug and the scientifically supported dietary intervention, the best possible approach. So big tick there. And then number four is that you as you said, you just followed it exactly. You didn't try and reinvent the wheel. Some people then say, oh, but what about oxalates? Oh, but what about raw foods versus cooked foods? And what about this? And what, but isn't, isn't buckwheat a grain? And what about this? And, and before they know it, they've confused themselves so much. Rather than just following a sequence that has worked for now over 11,000 people who follow this program, I'm not saying that we don't have to make some of our own modifications, but why not at least just push it through and see how we go first before we immediately start Googling every aspect and rethinking every part of it? Because what you've done is become an excellent student and you've just said, okay, this has worked for those hundreds of people who are on this podcast. Why not just follow it as a student and, and, and a big tick there. You've just said, okay, I'm going for it. Let's do it and see how we go. Well, um, I'll just add into that. You're the researcher, so I'm trusting you. You know, you did the research. I could not possibly do that. Well, that's right. So on one hand, I'm like, absolutely. It comes from science. The origin of this is, well, we've covered this a lot in the past in other episodes and where it's come from and gastroenterologistly supported for optimal gut health and all of that plus the science, plus the, all the people who succeed on it. And yes, I will just say, however, sometimes we need to, you know, the occasional person, oh, sweet potato just gives me a little bit of uh, whatever. Okay, okay. So uh, there, everybody, after a week or two, maybe switch it out. But at least go in with a positive mindset, yeah? Okay. And then, so this ties into number five, which is, yeah, focused on what mattered. You focused on the diet and the exercise. You're not obsessed by what about fish oil? What about glucosamine sulfate? I'm taking these specialist herbs. Do these herbs matter? How much, how much of these probiotics should I take? Should I eat this? Should I eat this as well? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm also taking 
these things don't matter as much as eat the right food and exercise. I know that sounds so simple, but that's what you focused on. You focused on the big pillars of success. Okay. Number six, when, and this, my, what I've written here is bursitis gone, strength defeats inflammation. Okay. So a lot of people outside of our community would, if they had the sore shoulders, they would have thought, I oh, know I don't want to go for a swim or it's too frightening. We know our community, strength defeats inflammation. So if we can build our back muscles, our lats, our triceps, and of course the shoulders as we swim, that that enables the support around the joint and therefore inflammation goes down. Plus the, just the natural movement throughout the joint also lubricates it and squashes synovial fluids into the joint, therefore clearing out inflammation. So you've approached uh, that so intelligently and with a leap of faith and gotten in the pool. I'm going to add a 6B here, <laughs> six part B. And the six part B is you've made exercise a must. No one wants to go out into the cold water and go for a swim. Nobody. But you've mm. said with your vision, because you're focused on the end goal, you've said, I've got a purpose behind this. The why, the W-H-Y is huge. The why is because I have a vision in the future of where I'm going. And that is why I'm getting in the freezing cold water to swim with bursitis-ridden shoulders. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and here, we can, here we can enjoy this conversation together, having the conversation you visualized because you made those choices every day. So massive kudos to you there. Number seven, you've chosen the right exercises. Again, not reinvented the wheel. Bikram yoga comes up over and over again. How would you be? Would we be sitting here if you hadn't done that? No one knows, but I imagine it's played its part. Swimming. I love swimming. I think it's one of the most effective strategies, especially for finger pain reduction and just um, revitalization. I've been swimming um, in the outdoor ocean-fed water salt pool down by uh, the beach here. And um, like you, I'm only up to eight laps. I started out you know, when I started swimming, I couldn't even swim one lap without wanting to take a little break and have a breath. Now I'm doing eight laps and you've inspired me. I'm going to aim for the one kilometer. Okay. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. And so those two together is so powerful. And one thing we, that I want to mention, and I did uh, briefly tell you this before we started this call, and this will be really interesting to, to our audience, is there's something about swimming. There's something about getting into the ocean especially. And Diane, I mentioned to you just before we started here, my neighbor, who I just met through them purchasing the house next door to us, has ha, used to be on uh, methotrexate for ankylosing spondylitis. He's now he said he hasn't had any symptoms for the last seven years. He's not on methotrexate. And he's like, it just went away. Now I consider ankylosing spondylitis and psoriasis and rheumatoid and these things all to be under the same underlying cause. So I don't see him as having something different, just a different location in his body that was inflamed and degrading. 
he took up swimming and surfing passionately. Mm. And he said he, he goes nearly every day, he goes surfing or swimming nearly every day. And, um, and he has no symptoms. He drinks red wine. I watched him uh, the other week and he, he, um, you know, he doesn't necessarily have a, the healthiest diet, but there he is. And he's not seeing a rheumatologist anymore. And then I have a relative who I actually went and saw when I got first diagnosed with RA because he had juvenile idiopathic arthritis in his late teenage years that also completely went away and he's been pain-free without any symptoms for the rest of his life now to his 50, late 50s or 60-odd 60 because he, well, and what he cites it or what he puts it down to is he became a surf lifesaver. So he took that up to try and get active and he lived near the water. So he started to be engaged and get back into being physical and all his symptoms have been non-existent ever since he was 17, 18 years old. And I just think that is, there's a, something in yeah. that, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's something remarkable about the ocean, isn't there, and the healing capacity of it. But, you know, what is it? Is it their focus and their enjoyment of being out or is it sea salt water? Mm. You know, no, I do. Beautiful, though. Uh, Clint Uber's got a book called Earthing, and I will get him on as a guest one day. I've not invited him, but I want to have him on. Big topic that that's, uh, doesn't do justice just to bring it up in passing like this, but there is an earthing nature of, of water being barefoot where we uh, collect electrons from, from the earth and it helps to decrease oxidative stress in the body. Uh, yeah. So there's the science behind this. And I believe that there's so much going on when you're swimming in or being in the ocean. You're both earthing. You're also getting a cardiovascular workout. You're building your lung capacity because you're having to hold your breath when you're swimming. So it's hold, then release. It's hold. I mean, it's Wim Hof breathing, but with movement, right? So it's, there's a lot going on there. Um, yeah. It's meditative. Um, it's strength building. We talked about strength and inflammation reduction. There is a lot going on. There's vitamin D on your body. Uh, yes. There is there's a ton. You accidentally take in mineral water that's pure mineral water, okay? Beautiful. Sometimes you accidentally suck in a little oh. bit of the ocean. <laughs> there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Let me finish off my list of your perfect, oh, your perfect scorecard here. Number eight was patience. You, you realise that this was a long journey. You didn't rush and do anything crazy like just stop your methotrexate. You didn't. You just tapered it down. You went and saw the rheumatologist and continued to use blood tests as your guide as to how to taper the medication. And you were patient, as you said. It wasn't, you know, yeah, I think like a year is about the quickest I've ever seen. So two years, you know, that's 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 like... Uh, is setting a good pace you know that's a good pace and that's anything quicker than that is 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 fairly uncommon uh, it just yeah. takes a lot of time and you had that knowledge and you had that patience and then number nine your visualization um i the the frameworks that i use inside the program are we have the two printable guidelines and one is make it a must is why what are all the reasons in a big list as why you must improve whether it be you know, just to, to hold, uh, you know, to be able to hold a cup and, and not have pain or whether it be to go for a, a hike up a mountain you've always wanted to do, whatever it might be, 
Mm. And then the other thing, the printable guide is the daily affirmations. And this comes back to, you know, the two voices in your head that you mentioned before. Are the loudest voices going to be, I can do this. One day I'm going to be coming on the podcast and talking to Clint. Or is it going to be, oh, I really want to just go out with the girls and, and, and have, you know, a really, really big, delicious dinner, you know, and which yeah. one's going to win yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. You got, you got, if we count the <laughs> beside us as a 6B, you got a pure 10 out of 10. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> I look, yeah, I I think though look that's wonderful. Yes, I I followed the rules. I did what what you said really, but it's just I'm so grateful that you did the research in the first place. Had you not done that, I wouldn't have a formula to follow. So I'm I'm forever grateful. I really am. Mm, well, the work done and sharing it too. You could have kept it just to yourself, but you shared it with us all. Well, funnily enough, it was the excitement around sharing it and the possibility that I was onto something that was one of my big motivators. You know, I'll never forget, I just get, got chills up the left side of my body when I thought of this again. It was when I found the research papers that showed that everyone with RA feels pain relief when they do a water fast after I had had a vomiting and diarrhea experience and felt yeah. my symptoms go away I thought oh my god what is this what just happened and then I went and found the papers and it said you know in this study people with rheumatoid arthritis when they stopped eating their symptoms went away and it was exactly what I'd experienced and I thought it has to be the gut. Yeah. It yeah. has to be the gut. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. It can't be anything else. Yeah. 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 So, and it was then that I thought, okay, right. It happens to everyone. So if I can work out how to eat in a way that keeps the pain as low as possible, then not only will that help me, but there's going to be something, there's something in this to help other people. And it was just, it was a big factor. It was just because everyone needs to know this. It was just that kind yeah. of like, yeah. So thank you very much. Uh, you know, I've, I think I've spoken at least or more than you on this episode. And I, I hope that our audience doesn't mind too much, but really it's about what you've achieved and, and giving you that, putting the mirror up and saying, Diane, look, you've done all these amazing things, you know, and I can see why you have gotten the results that you have. You've just done everything 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like it. <laughs> but I've got the results, so I'm really, really pleased. So, yeah. yeah. The next rule. Let's hope that this inspires some other people too, that, you know, they they can do it. And it's lovely that you talk. I love listening to you. And I have a million questions I would ask you too. So offline, we'll hopefully get to talk again, you know, about your journey after too, once you're off all your medication. And I know you share a lot. uh, I have a lot of information that I'm going to be sharing uh, in upcoming podcasts about 
the journey afterwards. So stay tuned for some big updates on that. But in one word, uh, what we need to, but not one word, but in one phrase, what is most paramount now is avoid complacency. That is the most crucial message I can convey, and I cannot convey it strongly enough. And my journey since, you know, I gave my TED talk and since 2017 and, you know, basically just, you know, having our kids and, and so forth is, is interesting. So uh, I, have, uh, I have a story that's going to be, uh, you know, a really interesting one to share, some more lessons that I have personally learned, and it all comes down to complacency. And we can never, ever become complacent. So that is that that's the thing. We we are it's like the life of pie. We're living with this ferocious animal and whilst we can learn to live with it and we can even get to a point where it can be calm alongside us and it can be able to you know we can it, it cannot interfere with us and we can learn to live together. The moment we forget that it's a wild animal and we start to aggravate it by poking it a little bit and irritating it a little bit, that wild animal will go you like never before, just as it was biologically designed to do. So we have to like, so do not go out and have party nights with the girls. (laughs) Do not go out and start, you know, don't, you know, you might be able to, um, uh, reduce your exercise levels, but uh, certainly I would encourage you to be uh, a fit, athletic human now forever. That's the yeah. goal. Remain yeah. super fit. Just be fit. That's what we've got to aim for, fitness. Yeah. Good. Mm. Oh, that's, that's, that's doable. That's doable. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I'm pumped up. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like we're on a coaching call. Like I feel like no, this is the vibe. Oh when, when we do our monthly calls with our uh, with our support group in rheumatoid support, this is the energy. It's like we can, you know, we can do this. This is it. Okay, no. so so that's that's how it feels. I always get a buzz. I always get such a buzz, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, I feel a buzz too. It feels. I feel. Yeah. Um, what do I feel? It's euphoria almost right now. Mm. It's wonderful. Mm. Mm. Well, you'll join us too. You'll come on and uh, we'll set up a special time, like a bonus session with you. Um, we'll do something uh, as we record this. We're in early December. So we'll set up something with yourself in uh, either January or February, depending on your schedule. Um, and we'll lay out a game plan for how you can tell us, you know, you've got those strategies there, picturing end goal, uh, the voices in your head, how to control those, the new and better you, how to work towards that. And I'm, I'm just putting words in your mouth. You're the expert, but you're going to put together a, a strategy for our, for our support group members and say, this is, this is how you can go from A to B and, and control your mind and use your mind to be working for you and not against you as it, as it often yeah. can. Yeah, wonderful. I look forward to doing that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And I, I really appreciate all that uh, you've shared and, uh, and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Clint. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. 
If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.